Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a crowd podcast. And next thing he starts smashing like the putter shaft over his head. That's it. Leave me be. I'm quite a creative swearer got very angry and smashed up my phone. When I left that Belfry last week, I was at my wit's end. I felt like setting the clubs on fire. Are we thinking punch bags next to the shoe cleaners? As bad as you might feel you've played, you've probably learned something from it. Yep, stop playing golf. <laughs> I'm Andrew Beef Johnston. And I'm John Robbins. Welcome to Beef's Golf Club. Here he is. How you doing, mate? Well, Beef, not good, man. Somehow... It seems that you have sapped all of my golfing skill out of me. It's embarrassing. I had a case of the shanks. I got rid of that. Then I got a case of the can't play golfs. Uh, still haven't m- managed to get... It's embarrassing. What have you done to me? Yeah, it was It was the lessons and the tips I was giving you. They only last for nine holes. Well, I've d- made a decision and I'm going to tell you about it next week on the podcast because we can't, I can't go into it now, but something is on its way to me that I think is going to be my secret weapon, but I'm not sure you're going to approve. So we'll talk about that next week, maybe. A bull retriever. (laughs) They don't make them 100 yards long. (laughs) Uh, But Beef, uh, it took you quite a while to come into the club today. You're a little bit late and you seem to be in quite a bad mood. What's, uh, What's going on? I don't want to say too much, but we need to do an episode on travel. And talk about how shit all the airlines are. <laughs> um, British Airways got to me today. I was hoping to be ready to go down to South Africa. And I'm not. And basically they took all my money. I couldn't even get a refund on uh, on my flights. And got very angry and smashed up my phone. So you've sort of lost out twice there. You're, you've lost out on the <laughs> flight money. And unfortunately... Your coping mechanism has cost you a little bit more on the old phone there, but I I do feel your pain because when you're speaking to companies, it can get in your grill, man. It can get in your grill. Oh, I proper got in my grill. Properly got in my grill. And that's yeah. not the first phone I've smashed, put it that way. 
<laughs> well, perhaps a, a, a useful sort of kickoff point for what we're going to be talking about uh, today. However, there's exciting news at Beef's Golf Club um, because we've seen the first mass release of Beef's Golf Club golf balls in the wild. Uh, we have hand-packaged them ourselves, slash delegated to uh, production members and those working in the pro shop. Uh, they've been sent to Jimmy. Uh, they've been sent to Wahlberg through various channels who believe they can smuggle them into his Winnebago. We addressed a, a set of them to Mark Wahlberg, Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, fingers crossed they'll make their way there. And any day now... We may receive a message with accompanying photo uh, to say that one of them has been found. So if you find a Beef's Golf Club golf ball, let us know at Beef's Golf Club, beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk. We want to see where you found them. Uh, we want to know if you've lost one as well. Oh, I'm so excited to where we find out who's lost the first golf ball and where they've lost the first golf ball. Also, I think we should hold back probably a dozen balls. I don't know who what um, delivery company they got sent to. But if Mark Wahlberg gets their hands on them, there should be a dozen golf balls for uh, whoever delivered them to them and got them there. Yeah, good shout. More great news about the golf club beef. Um, the Facebook group, which is an ever-expanding golf vibe symposium, has got so popular that we've appointed our first ever committee member, Ian Morgan, as the club secretary. Uh, so, Ian, uh, thank you so much for taking on the coveted role of admin on the uh, Facebook group. Do join the Facebook group if you want to join the conversation. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have to have uh, more admin roles as the club expands. Uh, so look out for those on socials. How does it feel, Beef, to have you know people working under us? We've got a team. Yeah, I mean... Welcome, mate. Welcome, Ian. Uh, it's good to have you on board and congratulations on getting through 13 interviews. Yeah, and I think, so we asked for Ian's CV and uh, it was really impressive. Probably didn't need this the sort of more erotic photos that you attached uh, to the CV, <laughs> Ian, but you're in good shape. What can I say? Um, there's some really great chat happening on the Facebook group, lots of stories and pictures being shared from the members. So if you want somewhere to chat golf and chat about the podcast, feel free to join. However, we better get on with the episode, Beef. Yeah, let's do it, man. Obviously, we we're talking about water hazards uh, last week and a lot of people sent a lot of sort of angry messages. They sent a lot of angry messages and things about throwing their golf bags into water, having uh, having an angry moment. Water can make people angry. Obviously, it's costly. So I thought, why not we do an episode on tantrums? Oh, I don't mind it. Or do I? <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it. I, I think it's such a big, important part because, like I've always said along, no one is safe from not having a tantrum at some point if you play golf. Pros, amateurs, whoever it is, at some point you will get really angry and have a tantrum. Yeah, and also there's so many things to get angry at. So you can get angry at your lie, you can get angry at the shot, you can get angry at a bit of bad luck, you can get angry at the bounce, you can get angry at the course, you get angry at your like uh, competitors, you get angry at your caddy, you get angry at your clubs weather 
There's so much stuff to annoy you. It's such a fun game. It can be, in moments. What tantrums have you had, mate? Well, the problem I have is I'm quite a quite a creative swearer. And you forget <laughs> how top shelf some swear words are when you're with new people. So I might say, for example, F yourself up the A, you stupid C. Why don't you go F a C, you big A? <laughs> um, and other people will be around me going, ooh, that's, that's stuff I haven't heard since I used to work in the docks. <laughs> so sometimes I do have to, like, be careful about the language I'm using. <laughs> I think... I like how you give yourself that name of a creative swearer. I think that's beautiful. Do people get in trouble if they swear on camera when they're at like a big tournament? Because there's a very funny collection of Tiger Woods's best swearing. I'm not 100% sure. I think you can get fined. But I, I generally think it's it's a complete lottery if you get fined or not. Otherwise, some players, I think, would be fined so much money nearly every week. I completely lost it in Switzerland. A um, few years back, I was trying to go for the par five. It was the ninth hole. I was trying to go for it in two. And right sort of on the top of my backswing, someone's phone went off. So it's like, put me off, but it's too late to stop hitting it. But like, yeah, it's too late to stop hitting it. So I've hit it and I've hit it left. And I've like, let go of the club. And I just, I turn around, I'd like the red mist come. And I literally turn around and started walking over to the crowd going, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? What the fucking fuck like this? And then I realized what I was doing. And then I stopped. And then I was like, what do I do now? And then just turned around and walked up the, walked back up the fairway. But I like for, for a split second, I like lost it because I was already sort of frustrated about how the round was going. And that can be one of the most frustrated golf courses. So it already wound me up. And that was like, that was just like the last bit, that last bit push of the button. And I went nuts. Have you ever chucked a club? Yeah, loads. Chucked chucked a few in lakes i've buried a few into the ground what like you you've sat down and started digging a hole for them <laughs> like uh you know like um excalibur like yeah 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 <laughs> right. just like launched it basically yeah 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 where like the head goes in and then about like half a foot of the shaft goes in the ground and then like you're trying to pull it out and then you sort of like rip it out of the ground and then it is just like caked in absolute mud. What do your playing partners say or do they just sort of completely ignore it when that happens? Yeah, everyone kind of, everyone knows they go through it, I think. And then you just kind of like completely ignore it. As long as you don't put another player off by it, people just let it go. So let's think about the different things you can do. You can throw a club, you can slam a club into the ground you can snap a club you snapped a club to be honest i'm a bit scared of snapping one just in case like i've try and bend it over my knee and it doesn't break and it's really embarrassing yeah. so i kind of avoid it i'm more of a thrower what are some of the big like viral meltdowns that players have had there's when sergio goes nuts in the bunker and starts like <laughs> trying to dig his way dig his way through the course and then I remember he chuck, he took his shoe off and threw it into the crowd. <laughs> it's like when when a toddler has just run out of things to sort of slam or scream. They do something quite elaborate. 
yeah i think like the only next step you've got after taking your shoes down is like pulling your pants down and dropping one straight on the tea box i think would be the next one if you're that angry yeah just pulling down your trousers and stomping around going not fair not fair not fair <laughs> there's so many though if you if you google Sergio Garcia Tantrum, I mean, there's so many of him digging up bunkers it's so funny have you ever met Sergio Beef is he like that in sort of all things he does I've met him a couple of times yeah played with him a few times um Luckily, he's never had the rage when I've played with him because I'd have just got the giggles. No, he's really, like, chilled out. He's really chilled out. It's just what golf does to people. Well, shall we, shall we read some of our, um, our listeners' examples of tantrums on the golf course and then talk about some famous club snappers? Yeah, let's do it. This is from Stuart Stovall, and he says, I was waiting on the first at my local course. A guy in front of us was teeing off, and he was a member playing in a competition. He hit two off the tee straight out of bounds and said bollocks to this and just left. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, weirdly, walking off the course is kind of the least acceptable tantrum to have. If you walk off the course at my club, unless you're like injured, obviously, but if you walk off the course, you get a month ban. What? Yeah, it's really, really frowned upon to just sort of to just leave halfway through a round because it ruins your partner's rounds. It ruins the like pace of play for everyone. Wow, that is so strict. But I mean, if you were playing in televised tournament and you just thought, I'll oh, sod this and walked off the course halfway through a round, you'd get in quite a lot of trouble, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. There, I think there is fines and rules in place for it. But I wouldn't think at like local golf course, you'd get a month banned for it. I mean, that's severe. Terry says, my mate hit a bad shot on the 11th hole and he got the hump. He threw his hybrid at the netting, protecting the next tee box. Managed to throw it at one of the posts supporting it and snapped his hybrid in half. An accidental <laughs> club snapping. <laughs> it's the risk you take, man. Well, it is, yeah. If you chuck a club and it gets damaged, that's on you. Um, what about some famous club snappings, Beef? Who've we got? Talking of ones like that, there's a good one of Rory snapping one where he throws a three wood or a five wood uh he's playing it might be it might even be the open or um it's a links course so obviously it's, it's firm ground and he kind of just like throws it down at the ground and that thing snaps in two and it's bouncing all over the place it's actually quite impressive because the, the amount of force he seems to exert is quite small which just makes him look really really big and strong because he basically just like pushes it into the ground and the thing snaps in two I don't think I'd be able to do that. No, we'll have to get a, an old club and watch you try and snap it like that. Well, we should definitely have a club snapping competition <laughs> at some point. <laughs> what are the different ways to do it? Because Thomas Peters is quite a club snapper, but he uses different tactics. He mixes it up. He sometimes does does it round the neck. He sometimes does it over the the knee, like a kind of Victorian strongman bending iron bars. <laughs> What do you call it? He's got like a whole array of different snapping techniques. He's perfected them as well. He's mm. Yeah, he's, he's done it a lot. It's good. He can, when he's angry, he goes. And again, like off the golf course, he's pretty like chilled out and you wouldn't see it coming. But again, you get him on a golf course and he's competing. He goes, he goes mad. He's a great club snapper. I saw a really funny video of um, 
a pro golfer, Woody Austin, who used to play PGA Tour, good golfer. But um, he hits this putt and he hits it probably halfway to the hole. And next thing he starts smashing like the putter shaft over his head. And as he, as he stops, he's bent his putter basically over his head. Oh my God. I wouldn't want to hurt myself. Though there is a very funny video. It's like an amateur. Someone, his mate's filming on his phone and he's got like a 10 foot putt. Oh no, maybe it's like, it's like a three foot putt and he putts it. It goes sort of round the hole. He snaps his putter over his knee and then the ball rolls in. <laughs> it's really, really funny. John, that's given me an idea. We've spoke about different having different formats at Beefs Golf Club and on the courses. How about a club snapping championship? Well, how about this? Every year, all of the clubs that have been lost on the course and handed in but not claimed are used for the annual Beefs Golf Club snapping championship. <laughs> So you go into the pro shop, there'll be a big like bin full of like old manky seven irons and, and putters and, and uh, wedges and stuff. And you go out onto the course and you've got like a minute to snap as many clubs as you can. <laughs> got a minute to snap them. Is there like an order? So like you have to snap one over your leg and then the next one over your neck and then the next one and the next one until basically it singles out the best snapper. Now I tell you what, you've got two players and they've both got a full set of clubs and you've got to snap them driver to putter in the quickest time possible. <laughs> so I've heard, Beef, that you've got a little bit of uh, Beef Goss. Hashtag Beef Goss. And what do we like here? a little bit of gossip spreading around the clubhouse a little bit of murmur in the booths a little bit of chatter on the tees but not while people are swinging so beef here's what i want from you right now is your top three pro golfing swearers who are the potty mouths in no order tyrell's definitely in there when he gets going i wouldn't say his potty mouth as much but He's just shouting at himself constantly and having a go at himself constantly if he's having one of them days. Is he the biggest moaner on the tour? Biggest is a tough one because I think the majority of us moan. He's definitely up there. I mean, he's sort of in his own world, if that makes sense. So I couldn't play golf, I don't think, moaning that much, but it's so funny to watch at the same time. And you, you, you would think his head's gone, but it almost sort of makes him better somehow. I think one of the funniest ones I've seen recently is when he drops it and it, he drops it in a bad place and it drops like really, he ends up in a really bad place and then he's just going off at himself about dropping the ball, which I found really funny. I really enjoyed that one. Mm. Tyrell's definitely up there. Um, Could Chuck Tiger in there? Yeah, for a, for a potty mouth. What about your friend and mine, Thomas Bjorn? Is he a swearer? Yeah, he'll go off on one. He'll be yapping away at himself. Yeah, it'll be yapping away, 100%. It'll be going off on one. Everyone goes. So what kind of stress-relieving facilities are we going to have at Beef's Golf Club for when people get angry? And I think we need some in the clubhouse and some on the course. My vote is on the tee boxes, just outside of the tee markers, you know those big, like, they look like bean bags that you can use to practice your strike where you actually hit irons into these bags. Have you seen them? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I reckon we should have one of those on the side of the tee box so that if you shank your ball out of bounds or you go in the water, you can just step over and absolutely wallop the bag without doing any damage to anything. So it's like a little stress relief bag. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah. What else is really good stress reliever? You tend not to be, you're not going to get stressed like when you're back in having a beer afterwards, but that walk from the 18th green to the clubhouse, you might need something on the way for if you've lost a match play and you've sort of been holding it together. Are we thinking punch bags next to the shoe cleaners? (laughs) So outside punch bags is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as you come off the golf course, you can let it go before you come back in the clubhouse. Yeah, so something sort of to get your frustrations out before you head to the bar. Yeah, I like that. I'm also thinking of like a few little like huts dotted around the golf course. I don't know if you'd have them on every hole, but maybe once every three three holes or once every six holes, something like that, where you could go into like a little shed that's like soundproof basically and just scream. A little soundproof screaming shed. I don't mind it. I mean, I've long lobbied for all toilets, all public toilets to be soundproof. So you could kind of double up. If you had a toilet every six holes and they're all soundproof, go in there for a scream and combine it with a toilet. We've obviously got the beer bath as well that's in there. Yeah, I guess that forms a sort of double purpose of helping you relax and making you smell absolutely disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i tell you what though if i come out and i'm chilled out and i'm relaxed i'm gonna use it no matter how stinky or sticky or horrible i feel after that yep fair enough what else would relax you are we gonna have like um you know that they have at the airports when you can get like a five ten minute massage and you see people on chairs before a flight what about that oh yeah great shout great shout the big comfy chairs the vibrate is it like the Lazy Boys or something like that? Yeah, they'd be good to have instead of benches behind tee boxes because I always think benches and golf courses at tees are quite weird because like you shouldn't be waiting that long that you need to sit down. But if you had a little vibrating shake again for a minute, that would be nice. Yeah, there you go. So you've got them chairs. Hammocks, are they relaxing? No, very stressful. <laughs> no, you don't like a hammock, no? No, I I do not like hammocks. They would stress me out. But we could have him off like, we could put like two two palm trees and he could be swinging in between two palm trees. But by the time I've managed to get in, it's going to be time to play a shot. I'm sorry, Beef. I'm <laughs> going to be firm on this. No hammocks. <laughs> to be honest, two palm trees in Birmingham will look a bit weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Well, let's have a couple more uh, listener stories. Jen McNeil wrote in to say, I once saw a guy on the green in front lose his shit when his mate putted in from 20 feet. He was holding the flag and he threw it at his friend like a spear and called him a fucking prick. (laughs) I'd love to see that in the Ryder Cup. Oh, it's so good. Don't you always pick a flag out of the hole though? And sometimes, like, I pick it out and it's like, it's in my hand and it do- I do have that temptation just to launch it. It has got that, like, weight to it where it's an object that I do really want to throw. Yeah, I always forget to offer to take the flag out of the hole because I don't, I put with the flag in. 
So I think I might even have quite a bad reputation as being someone who doesn't tend the hole after they've putted out. I just walk off to my bag and swear. This is from James Wallace. My mate threw his driver up a tree after a snap hook. The driver got stuck and he then proceeded to get three more clubs stuck up the tree whilst attempting to get the driver down. He was raging, but I'm not sure I've recovered from laughing. That's very similar to the Ben Stokes story, the club that's still in the tree. It is. It's one of them things. My mate did a similar thing. He threw his club up um, like a big poplar tree and um, he was trying to get, obviously, he's trying to get the club down. But for some reason, he threw his golf ball trying to get the club down and he launched his ball straight up in the air. <laughs> and he so looked stupid. up and he was like, I can't see it anywhere. And the next thing, this ball just come out the tree and hit him straight on the top of the head. It's one of the moments, though, that... That noise of it hitting his head, you'll never forget the sound it made. Oh, yeah. It was, like, perfect. This is from Michael Bromfield, and he says, Our mate Chris once smashed his drive straight out of bounds. In a fit of rage, he threw his driver behind him, and it smashed into our other mate Matt's shin. To which which Chris said, How many times it slipped out of my hand? (laughs) I mean, to have... To have the front on you to turn around and say how many times it slipped out my hand. Yeah, that's no good. You can't be chucking clubs into people, Chris. It is, though. You do see it when people throw clubs. If you don't let go at the right point, they can go, like, completely behind you. Oh, I don't mind a club-throwing competition. What club do you reckon you could throw the furthest? Seven-iron, I reckon, or a six-iron. I think you need a bit of length on it. Oh, I'm going to go 9-iron. I, I think longer one, you get more speed when you throw it. That's what I reckon. We'll have to we'll have to try it. I bet there's a world record for how far you can throw a golf club. I, I almost want to create, like, the golf version. Is it like the Highland Games? You know, when they're throwing, like, the logs over stuff. I want to see how far we can throw golf clubs and find literally, like, like a world championship. Like, the person who can throw a golf club the furthest and of someone who can bury it the deepest in the ground. And like you said, you can have the you can have the club snap record. Well, interesting stuff, beef, because the world record for the longest thrown golf club is held by Tyson Allen from the United States. And guess how far he threw a golf club? 60 yards. It's 78.4 yards. <laughs> and bearing out my theory, he made attempts using a Top Flight Gamer 8-iron and a Callaway Mac Daddy wedge, and the wedge ended up being the furthest throw. Ah, oh, so you're already on to one there. I reckon we should have a little competition. What else could be in our uh, Beefs Golf Club Highland games? Well, clearly from the listeners, the, the flag javelin. Yes, flag javelin. 100%. How many golf balls you can fit in your mouth? <laughs> you know they do like uh, the tyre flipping? Yeah. Is that World's Strongest Man or is that Highland Games? I'm not sure. Either one we could have it in. You could do buggy flipping or you could do like um, how far could you carry two like tour bags? What do they call that one? Like farmer's walk but with two tour bags and see how, how many holes you could walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The farmer's walk. Uh, what else could you have? Like the uh, the buggy pull. <laughs> so you, you like hook up a load of buggies together and see how many you can pull up a par five fairway. 
There's lots of opportunities for like racing on on golf courses because you could start at the tee and you end at the hole. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think we're on to something here. Well, folks, thank you so much for all your contributions to that uh, discussion about tantrums. If you've ever had a tantrum uh, and want to let us know, it's beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk. But speaking of people with a little bit of a temper, someone who specialises in anger, both physically violent and discussed in an adult way uh, on a podcast, (laughs) our next guest is on his way. I think it's someone, John. I don't think you'll be able to intimidate on a golf course. I think he's going to intimidate you massively. And we've got the legend Tony Bomber Bellew on. Ooh, Tony Bomber Bellew. <laughs> Have you met him? Of course I haven't met him. He's a boxer. When do you, how often do you think I hang out with boxers? <laughs> Have you ever done any boxing training? Of course I haven't. I would be absolutely terrified. No, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were in a situation where I didn't think his ball would sort of cross a certain line on a hazard, I wouldn't argue it. I would just just drop it there. It's fine. Do what you want. I saw him kick his ball in the rough. Yeah, no problem. Just tee it up if you want to tee it up a bit (laughs) higher. Do what you want, man. (laughs) Well, let's get him in. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, John, we've got yet another legend coming through Beef's Golf Club, coming through the door, signing up. He's probably the most terrifying guest as well. It's Tony Bellew. Oh, holy Christmas. There he is. All six foot three of him. Oh, my God. Hey, Tony. How are you, boys? Talk to me. What's going on? How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Thank you so much for coming to Beef's Golf Club. Um, How much golf do you play, Tony? Too much. I'm absolutely crap. I try and play twice a week, but I'm playing once a week at the very best. It's on Thursday today. I haven't played this week yet because my wife just keeps going on that we need to do more and more Christmas shopping to get things in for the kids. She's doing me head in. I just want to play golf, be left alone by the world, <laughs> and I can't even get a spare, f- I say five minutes. It's the only game in the world, isn't it? You're going. For someone like Beef, he probably takes two, two and a half hours to get around the course. That takes me four. I went to the Braz, 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 the Brabson in the Belfry last week it took me five hours to get round it it was the absolute ultimate zigzag army golf five hours it took me <laughs> so what are you off what are you playing off Tony 
I play officially off 23, but I'm absolutely terrible. I think they were being kind when they gave me 23, or they were scared. I've seen you hit it though, Tony, and there's there's a golfer in there for sure. Like like I said to you, it's just a case of like keep playing, keep getting used to it, keep learning the basics. I mean, it, it's so difficult when you start off, but being in another professional sport and having that hand-eye coordination will help you. And like, you'll see it, you'll be like frustration, frustration, all of a sudden you'll come down six or seven shots in your handicap over the course of like one summer or something like that. It always happens to everyone. So like, there, there's a golfer in there, I'm telling you, man. Thank you very much, Beef. I'm praying, I don't know who I'm praying to. I mean, who's your version of the golf god? I mean, I don't know, is it... Uh, is it Tiger Woods? Is it? Is it? Is it? I haven't got a clue. The golf god would be, but I tell you what, it's definitely not me. I need to pray to someone uh, because I just need help, mate. I genuinely need help. I am at my when I left that Belfry last week. I was at my wits' end. I felt like setting the clubs on fire. That was the. It was just atrocious, mate. So if I'd have had lighter fluid, I'd have definitely set them up. Well, we've we've been talking about tantrums, so I can't. Can't think why we've got you on the show today, uh, Tony, but yeah. are you someone who who struggles with anger on the golf course? I'm a pretty chilled out person, mate, until I get on the golf course. I am really relaxed. I absolutely enjoy everything that I'm doing. And then I get on the golf course and just it instantly, there's something clicks and I just want to kill the golf ball. <laughs> My goal was when I got into golf, I'm going to be the first person to ever burst a golf ball. I'm going to be able to hit it that hard. And it hasn't actually happened yet. <laughs> and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, I'm hitting a 7-iron 200 yards on a good day. Bloody hell. And it, the ball just, it, 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 it's just sending me down the bend. But, but I, there's no good in hitting a 7-iron 200 yards, mate, if you've got no idea where it's going. So the fella says to me, it's best to hit it once when he's straight down 200 to the right and you've lost your ball and he couldn't speak any more of the truth if he tried but once again me and my tiny little pea brain can't just walk up to a shot that's got 170 180 yards to go just take the seven iron and just play it gently i just want to get up and go bang look at that and it happens one in five times so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, mate. I'm, I, I genuinely don't. I mean, I've come on this podcast, I'm not going to lie, because I just wanted to ask beef loads of questions. I don't know what I could possibly tell you besides how to knock someone out. I can definitely explain how to do that. I, I, I used to be really good at that. Or just beef, how do you control? Do you know what the greatest thing is in golf? And I think this is why this separates all great golfers. How do you, like, I've seen pro golfers duff a shot. Now, that gives me the greatest amount of joy in the world when I see a boss golfer duff a shot <laughs> because it makes me think if they're duffing a shot, Jesus, I've got a chance of getting better at this game. But how do you focus after you duff a shot, Beef? It would be no different like to anything going back to that process, right? So mm. sometimes when, when you're under pressure or there's like you get in tournaments you get like important moments and if you if you duff a shot or you don't like a tee shot it's just focusing on that that process right so you know what you're doing you know you can do it you've done it hundreds of times yeah you're gonna duff ones that's the reality of golf you're gonna hit bad shots i've duffed them i've shanked them i've hit them out of bounds thinned them out of bunkers that's gonna happen but 
you just got to trust and know like go through your routine go through your process and just you you have to just be able to forget about it really quickly and move on and just focus literally on that next shot and not worry about anything else because it will happen at some point you just got to accept it and let it go i i was literally with beef last week and i looked at beef's golf clubs and I picked these things up and was expecting like to hold something like the Holy Grail of golf clubs or like if you're in Zelda and you get the Master Sword at some point, I was expecting to pick Beef's golf club up, touch them and then like he's passed the Master Sword onto me, all shots will go great after that. That didn't happen. Uh, I picked Beef golf club up and, and basically he just hit every single ball smack bang in the centre of the, of the club and I was just like... How is he even doing that? I mean, it's not fair. Life's not fair, though, is it? So he's just... Uh, the marks were just all in the same place. If, if like, someone had a mark on my board, there'd be one on the top of the toe, there'd be one on half of the club, there'd be one on another corner. Just break them! And just, yeah, that, I just it sends me nuts. Mate. Even talking about this game sends me crazy. It's just there's no consistency whatsoever. Now... I've joined a course called Southport Nainsdale SNA and I'm a member there and my golf is getting better on my course, but it's it's a Lynx course. And the minute I've gone to a Parkland course like the Belfry, I just I just feel like I started the whole game again. I just keep taking big divots out the floor, nothing seems to just roll. It just oh yeah, it just it's just two different games, mate. I'd be from sure you must, well, you obviously do know, Lynx Golf and Parkland Golf, are they two different games or is it just me? Completely different, mate. I mean, when you go to, to Lynx Golf courses and, yeah, it's hard, it's fast, you, you can chip it along the ground. Parkland just doesn't work like that. It's, mm. yeah, it, it's totally different. And I mean, like, when we go to tournaments, if you're playing a Parkland course one week, I'll probably have potentially two or three different clubs in from that week to a Lynx week. You'd put a two iron back in the bag uh, for a Lynx course. You might change your wedges to a different setup as well uh, for that course. And it is, it's completely different. And that's what I was saying to you the other week is, it's good, get down the range, work on technique, but get out on the golf course as well, uh, as well because sort of days like that at Braverson, as bad as you might feel you've played, you've probably learned something from it. Yep, stop playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt after it. I phoned me mate who got me in the golf. Uh, one of my mates who, who helped me with the trying to get into a golf club was Kevin Davies. And, uh, and he just says, you're too harsh on yourself. It's not that I'm too harsh on myself. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm honest. And if you just crap at something, I mean, I come home and then get it in the house. I just said to me, Mrs., I feel like I'm the only person who's playing this game more and he's getting worse. And she just went to me, why don't you just give up? You're obviously crap. (laughs) (laughs) You're meant to give me some encouragement. Be nice. For once. I'm like, yeah, she just... Well, the good news is... I had an idea about Beef's Golf Club as well because no one's safe from having a tantrum or anger playing golf. No one's safe. Everyone's had it. And I was thinking we could set up a gym at Beef's Golf Club for you to look after so people can come in and you can train them how to punch punch bag, get on, do a bit of boxing training, let out their frustration from their golf. And I thought if they're really angry and you're angry... They could fight you if they wanted. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, 
That's a, that's a fantastic idea. I'm not going to lie, be fair. The only bad letdown to that is, is they're going to have a, a, a nap, you know, the minute they start trading blows at me. That's the only bad thing and they're not going to be awake for very long. We need a fair fight, so we have to get some boxes in there. Uh, and I don't know any boxes who are actually good at the game, to be honest. Do you think it's something to do with boxing, like boxing technique? That so cricketers are often really good at golf because obviously it's a very similar movement. Yes. Do you think it's something about the thousands of hours and days and months and years of training that sort of you then have to retrain for a golf swing, or are there similarities? The most important thing for me is, and the, me, me coach says this to me, Jim. He says to me, "Golf is, is not a sport anyone plays at a hundred percent." He says, it's just not possible. He says to me, everything mm. is 70%. And I, and I couldn't get my head around it. He says to me, well, Tone, you know when you get in a box, and he tries to relate everything to boxing. I mean, he's a lovely man. He really is. I mean, if he could only have come to the gym and seen me train, he'd have soon changed his opinion on, on boxing being anything like golf. But he didn't, which is very fortunate. And uh, he, he says to me, is every shot you throw 100%? And I said, Jim, I said, you know when I've got a guy hurt, I'm trying to take his head off his neck every single time and he says to me okay well I've made a bad analysis here he said what What the best thing to do Tony is if I'm at 100% on every shot I can't maintain and sustain that so I would be better at 70% because it is, he, he's trying to explain it in layman term because I'm I'm basically punchy and he says to me I'm he says just 70% so if I'm walking up to a ball and I've got 190 to go I'm thinking the 7 iron all day and Jim goes well why wouldn't you just take the 6 iron a bit of a slower swing, a bit more control, and play nicely through it. And I'm like, but Jim, it's a seven iron. And he goes, no, but it's, it's, if you're going to play nice and relax, it's a six iron and go through it. And I'm like, no, Jim, but I can hit a seven iron, 190 yards. I've told you three times. <laughs> now you're going to make me take a six iron and I'm going to duff it because it's all in my mind. And so these are the problems that I'm having. But honestly, I don't talk to Jim like that. I'm, I'm really the most respectful person you could ever meet. And when Jim says, Tone, just take the six iron. I take the six iron, but in my mind, I'm fighting with myself. And I want to tell him, I need the seven iron, but I can't say it to him because I'm just too respectful. But uh, yeah, it's so hard. I have so many mental battles with myself every time I walk to the golf bag. <laughs> it's not even to the course just a golf bag I'm getting a lot off my chest today this is going great <laughs> <laughs> this is what usually happens on a good hole for me I hit a belter of a drive bang there we go 280 300 right down the stretch bump maybe 260 280 anywhere between 260 and 280 to 300 good drive belt it, it runs on, on the on the links course it keeps running I'm made up with that and on my way down there, I'm getting a bit oh, absolutely bad. And I, I'm never cocky on a golf course, by the way. Even when I hit a belt, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm happy with that nice one, lads. Everyone goes, great shot, so what a shot. And I'm like, yeah, that's good, that's good. Walk down to the next shot. And inside of me, I'm like a child. What I'm telling myself in my little small brain, what a shot. I am an absolute world-class player now. I have absolutely cracked it. Get there. It, it's probably now a 9-9, maybe a pitching wedge onto the green. And what does silly bollocks here do? He just hits the floor or he does something that goes wrong or, yeah. And then there you go. I've just gone from being Tiger Woods to being an absolute full-blown fool on a golf course. Like, you don't belong here. And, and yeah, that's how it goes from, from one level. It's the only sport in the world where you can literally go from being Tiger Woods in one shot to being an absolute clown 
I've got other words, but I'm trying to keep it as clean as I can on your podcast. <laughs> but you can use the other words, Tony. Honestly, absolute ball bag helmet. <laughs> So from Tiger Woods to a ball bag helmet who shouldn't be allowed anywhere near a fucking golf club in in, in the space of a shot. So how can and that's what I tell myself in my mind, because I'm the most I'm the most negative person on myself to me. I keep asking how am I gonna get better? Everyone says you've got to play. Golf's one of them games. You can't just expect to get better playing once a week. Well, mate, I ain't got the time to play any more than once a week, because it's four hours when I go out and then I've got air down my neck. And then me kids, I've got to take here, there, and everywhere because these days I'm just a glorified taxi driver. I take one kid to Everton four times a week. I take another kid to rugby. I've got another elder kid that, and by the way, all these kids are in the same house to the same wife, by the way. I'm, I'm going on as if I'm going to house to house to house to each kid and each woman. <laughs> <laughs> all my kids are to one woman and we all live at home together. But you just, when you become a father of four kids, mate, you're just a taxi driver. So, uh, yeah, you just got to try and fit golfing when you can. Have you ever snapped a club, Tony, in anger? Not yet. Not the whoa, whoa! Don't wish that on me, mate. No, no, no. We, we, we've been talking about uh, pro golfers snapping their clubs on the course. Beef's never snapped one. We thought you might have snapped a few. Not yet. Not yet. I've I've, I've come mighty close. I mean, I, I've had my brother-in-law save them a few times. <laughs> so I was close. I was close. I mean, the first set of clubs I ever got, I paid for. And and I whacked the tree with like I, I tried to chip a ball. I was basically I just tried that stupid. Uh, is it called a fizzer or a wizard shot when you try and play it low to the floor because you've got trees around you? Oh, like a punch shot. Yep, I tried one of them beef and it uh, didn't come off. And obviously the tree was right next to me, so I just thought I'll give the tree a whack as well. Uh, give the tree a little whack with the head of the club so the club didn't snap. And then I went to snap it, and he went, "Me brother-in-law, said, whoa, 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 whoa! You pay for them, lad. Don't want to do that." And and yeah. Uh, he stopped me last minute, so <laughs> it's hard to believe this by sitting here and talking to me. But I, I swear, I am the most relaxed, laid-back person you could meet. It's just golf that does it to me these days. Like boxing used to do it to me, <laughs> but it's just golf now. We are building the golf club where all dreams come true. So I wanted to ask you first: what bugs you about golf clubs, and what would you like to see in Beef's Golf Club? What bugs me about golf clubs? Uh, do you know what golf as a sport needs to do? It needs to apply more to younger kids. You need yeah. to make golf fun. Like golf, I, I and I'm and I'm telling you this is a bit of advice because I, I love it. Like I'm hooked on it now. I wish I could have had this sport in my life when I was boxing properly, uh, and I, I, it would have helped so much. Days where, like, I go on a course and I burn two thousand calories. That's probably because I'm zigzag golfing. I'm this way, that way, that way. But I tell you what, mate, it's the it's the best two thousand galleries I I burn all week because I just I'm I'm out there, I'm having fresh air, and I I'm just enjoying myself. Uh, just more inclusive to young kids, and and make the clothes a bit more hip, that bit more down with the kids. The the clothing ranges could be better. I, I like I I love. I like the Puma stuff. The Puma stuff fits nice and it's good, but my missus says to me every time I put golf clothes on, like, can you take that off and not come out with me? And I'm like, what are you on about? She says, because she says to me, you look like a pair of hair, get changed. It's, <laughs> I, I, I said, I, I'm, 
a pervert, you know, school teacher, whatever you want to call him. Uh, she says to me, you look like one of them. And I'm like, no, I don't. It lo- I like, I love golf clothes. I would wear golf clothes 24-7 if I could. The only reason I don't is because my wife just thinks I look like an absolute fucking moppet. I think you've got a really good point. I think they should have special, like, not a whole course, but like three practice holes for kids mm-hmm. that aren't set out like normal golf yeah. holes that have got like targets on them that have got sort of colored areas of the yeah. the greens something a little bit more exciting something that it doesn't matter what you score overall it's about practicing shots mm-hmm. at the local golf range i used to go to uh, uh, as a kid there used to be like this big bell you could hit that was like 120 yards mm-hmm. so you'd spend like hours trying to smash that and try and make as much noise as possible and things like that. And it it definitely kept me entertained a lot longer than it would have if it wasn't there. How big was the bell? It was like a big board. So, like, if you hit the board, the bell would kind of go off. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was... I don't know how big it was. It was a long time ago. But it was like... It wasn't small, if that makes sense. It was big. See, that's a perfect thing to put in for kids. Yeah, we should have a mini little... You know Top Golf. They have the little sensors in the balls. Yes. And you hit them into big holes and you hit mm. them through hoops and stuff. I reckon, Beef, we should have the Tony Bellew Top Golf kids range to help get more interaction with young people. Yeah, that's wicked. Beef, if you could change anything about golf, what would you change? Yeah, I'm on the long. I'm along the lines of you. It's the stuffiness. It's the inclusiveness. I don't think kids should have a dress code in a lot of places. No, because no. you just want them to turn up and get involved and things like that. Being able to have, I wish there was junior clubs knocking around at every course that kids could just go up and pick up and play. I wouldn't want kids to be charged for playing. Mm. I'd love to see more schools do do golf as well. Brilliant. Like my, I want to take my kids to the clubhouse, and, and but they've got to have pants on and shoes on. And my kid, my kids are fourteen, nine, and, and seventeen. They yeah. don't own a pair of pants, mate. And the and the closest things you have to shoes is like trainer shoes. That's the end thing now. You should want to bring more youth to your club, not bring all the boring fools to your club. You've got more than enough there. <laughs> just. Bring the age down, man, and just show them. Speaking of bringing the age down, we're trying to reduce the age at Beef's Golf Club by getting Mark Wahlberg to join. Um, because Beef is uh, Beef is basically trying to chat up Mark Wahlberg over WhatsApp. It's been taking months. So we ask everyone who joins if they know Mark or if they've got any in with him. Have you ever met Mark Wahlberg? I haven't. I'd like to. I mean, I've got friends and acquaintances of his, obviously, with the act with the job I've done in the acting world. So he's a Ooh. he's an amazing actor, him mate. He's a, he's a brilliant actor. Uh, so yeah. Well, if you if you know anyone that you think he'd reply to in less than <laughs> I don't know four months. Then let us know because we need we need a faster in with with Wahlberg. Why have you got a number for him, Beef? And have you messaged him and he's not having it? So basically, what happened was we were playing a tournament. He was playing in the pro am, and I sat down for lunch and I was like eating my food. I was just on my phone or whatever. And a guy turns up and he's like, "Beef, do you mind if I sit?" Here? And I was like, "Yeah, do what you want, man." Like that, carried on. And then he stood up and he was like, "No, Beef, it's nice to meet you." I look up, it was Mark Wahlberg. Basically, oh, and I felt like a right tear. Honestly, I felt like a right tear, and I was like, "Mate, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't look. He was dressed. He, I thought he was just like one of the other golfers. I was having a bit of quiet time, and then the idea was that I thought I could get him on, um, 
but that's proven a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> Mate, that's a, that, that's a hard time. I didn't even know he played golf. So he's obviously very good. I wonder what he plays off. He had, like, I'm pretty sure in his back garden, one of his plays had this crazy, like, setup with all different greens and stuff for, like, wedge shots and stuff. It was it was nuts. I'm pretty sure it was his. It was crazy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Tony, I'm so glad you said that. He's one of them people, isn't he? Just fucking picked up a golf club and he was brilliant. Uh, he fucking do my head. And that Canelo's <laughs> like that. Canelo Alvarez, the boxer. <laughs> fucking hell, pound for pound, one of the best yeah. fights in the world. One of the greatest fighters of my generation and era. For fuck's sake. I mean, the fuck is spinning balls on the green, dragging them back and shit like that. I'm just like, wow, where'd he get the time? Do you know what I mean? How's he doing it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, man. He's pound for pound one of the I'm best boxers in the world. This bastard is is hitting greens from 200 yards out and spinning the ball back towards the flag. He's got a cheek. He's got an absolute cheek. Focus on your boxing, son. You shit out of that. You, know, you can't be good at everything. It's unfair. You get fat fools like me who just want to get to a decent kind of handicap and I can't even do that it sends me down the bend <laughs> it's so good oh well we've got one more question go on beef one more we ask every guest Tony yeah. to add a rule to the list at Beef's Golf Club add a rule to the list you're asking me to think that's the worst thing you can possibly do to a man like me <laughs> uh, it could be anything you want one rule to add to the golf club I've got one they shouldn't be allowed to heckle at golf clubs. Heckling at golf clubs should be banned for life because I always get heckled on a tee. Me mate does it. Like, we go and play golf with me mate and he thinks it's just dead funny that I'd get to the tee and, like, there's always others waiting behind you and a few waiting to tee off as well. And my mate just, like, gets there and he does the same thing every time this tits. I tell him, lad, don't do it this time, please. And you know what he does? He takes each... I let people, everyone, tee off first and then I wait till the last one because if it's going to be good, then me, same old, same old, save the best till last, that same shite. And if it's shit, then that's why I go last. But anyway, I get to the tee everyone else took their tee shot nice and quiet nice and silent in the air and this one titted mate of mine called Rob Geggy who was in the army just gets up and raised the top of his voice quiet please Tony Bell you WBC former world champion to the tee now everyone quiet please <laughs> and I'm just like oh you that's it leave me be and that's what he does mate so and every time the, the titted plays with me I duff a shot off the tee I hate the tee I'd rather just someone put it 20 yards in front of the tee and go hit a 7-9 boom I'm good to go the tee shots I mean, I, I like I'm scared of tee shots it's pathetic well Tony you're going to be left alone here at uh, Beef's Golf Club because if anyone heckles you you have permission to give them a nap perfect thanks so much for coming on it's been such a treat to chat to you absolute pleasure thank you for having me yeah. guys keep listening to Beef's Golf Club mate thanks so much man cheers pleasure, Beef Stay in touch, lad. Always a pleasure. Always. Mate, how passionate was Tony there? I mean, you could obviously sense his passion, but I mean, to start off the interview and not ask him a question and him to talk about his golf for 20 minutes was impressive. Yeah, I I, I sort of feel for him in a sense because he's got both the passion to get obsessed with golf and to love it and to want to get better 
but I think his standards are probably so high that maybe his passion is getting in the way of his scoring a bit. Do you know what I mean? And like, if you were able to go around the course with him and like he was saying about not choosing the right club because he wants to hit the seven iron as far as he can hit it. If you were able to actually be in charge of every shot and club he hit, you'd probably take 10 shots off his score. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like, I was saying to Tony though, I was saying it's like all well and good going to the range, like he was saying, but he's got to get on the course and learn. And I think he's in that like middle bit of golf where people start off learning and then they've got to get onto the golf course and actually start playing. And I think like if he perseveres with it for another six months, he'll start getting the hang of scoring. He'll probably see his handicap come down quite a lot. Mm. Uh, a reminder to our members that if you're listening on Apple and you want this podcast without ads, hit the subscribe button and you can get ad-free access to this show and all of Crowd's other sports shows. You can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. If you would like another Crowd podcast to listen to, then let us recommend The Joe Marler Show with England rugby player Joe Marler. The podcast is nothing to do with rugby, but instead they chat to people about the fascinating jobs they do. This week they spoke to a snowboarder which involved a very funny story about the time he soiled himself mid-backflip. Uh, some similarities with Tony Finau there. Uh, Beef, you also went on the Joe Marler show, didn't you? Yeah, it was great fun. So for more Beef and lots of other great guests, search for the Joe Marler show wherever you get your podcasts. What have we got coming up next week, Beef? Oh, we got another cracker. Another guest the Beef's Golf Club, mate. Probably a bit less intimidating than Tony. But again, it's going to be another cracker. Yes, folks, come back next week to find out. And it's goodbye from me and Beef. Bye-bye. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.